I want to welcome George and his wife. The, uh, in fact, why don't you come up and greet, greet the, the church here, George. This is the famous Mexico, George, that we hear all about from Cookie. So let's, let's give George a, a welcome here, his wife. Um, I get one of these things, huh? You, yes, yes. You, but, you know, it's dangerous to give but he has a pastor a control. microphone. <laughs> it's very dangerous. <laughs> Amen. Uh, well, thank you. You guys are um, an integral part of our ministry, even if you don't know it. Um, Robert, I want to use your real name today, um, has been has been ministering with us in Mexico for over 10 years. Wow. Yeah, but he's not that old. So he started out as a really small child. Um, so did I, come to think about it. But um, recently, uh, you guys, some of the ladies in your group, crocheted. Uh, a whole lot of scarves, and we want you to know that uh, those scarves are not in a box. They are wrapped around um, senior citizens' necks in Santa Rosalia, and we're thanking you for them this morning. Um, it was it was an interesting. I'm going to let you tell their interesting story. It's your world. Oh no! Please, please, please go, please. Uh, we have a, a um, what is the name for it? Uh, Senior citizen. Well, it really is. I mean, it's a convalescent home, really. I mean, there there are people who are not able to live with their families. Um, you know, the families, or they don't have families, actually, most of them. Um, but we had a team come down to our house, and down to our mission base down there, and um, some of the people from the team brought crocheted hats. Some brought crocheted Right, right, right. But I mean, okay, the people that came down. Okay, right, okay. So we have the scarves. We have the hats from different places. And somebody else brought little stuffed animals. And so we had so much fun laying all the hats on the Mm. table and finding scarves that went with them. And they were from different places. And rolling the scarves up in the little hats and putting a little stuffed animal in that match. Um, And it was a miracle. I mean, really. Every one of them was perfect. They it all matched all up. Matched. All, I mean, because I mean, it's all totally color coordinated. And we took them to the senior sin, uh, center and um, blessed all the ladies. We did some puppets for them, and um, so hot chocolate and coffee and cookies, and they just loved it. We could put the little hats on them and the scarves, and um, and even the men. Some of them wanted the little stuffed animals, and um, you know, we took, we gave them a choice of hats or. Um, baseball caps, but uh, it was just a blessing. I mean, just little things. These are people who have no, but 50, 50 seniors, and they have nobody. Um, so thank you. Wow. This is her passion, so I'll take it away from her before she starts crying. It goes on for three hours. Uh, but we thank you. We thank you for many of the the, the blessings that you bestow upon us uh, through Robert. He uh, He's just been an amazing individual in our lives for a long period of time. And uh, yeah, he's, he's your connection to us. Mm-hmm. But we do invite you down. We, uh, we kind of make this thing every time we, we talk. We, we have an open-door policy. So if, um, if you get bored here in sunny, no, snowy Big Bear. Yeah, sunny right now, yeah. That's because we're here. You know, we'll leave and you guys will get, you know, five feet of snow. So yeah. We need it. Yeah, and you're all looking forward to us being gone, I can tell. But... <laughs> But we thank you. Uh, we thank you so much for your participation and your open hearts. And we just uh, we just appreciate you and pray for you all the time. Amen. Thank you, thank you, George. Amen. 
wonderful to have faces to the names, and it's great. Welcome. Hey, a couple of just a, a, a couple of quick things. Um, actually, the the the, the big one. Well, the, the big one's going to wait for a few minutes here. Um, but th- there's another one. We're looking for a networking moment. Uh, Brian Taylor, Guatemala Brian, is um, arriving in Los Angeles, LAX, on Monday evening. And if there is somebody who's going to be in the area, we're looking for a ride home for him. So so if, the, if that's the case, just come find Pastor Jeff out. He's got all the details. And, and I won't remember because I barely remember being here this morning. And so, but, uh, but if there's a networking moment and you could pick him up from the airport on Monday, that would be most excellent. Please. Yes. Wow. 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 Amen. calculating time here this morning. You know, first Sunday of the year, if we could turn um, the lights to number 104, that would be great on the light board, Norm, if he knows how to do that, but maybe Zach might. Or that one would be fine too. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. We need to give lessons back on the the light thing there. Praise the Lord. It's first Sunday of the of the year, and it's that that time we began to even cover last week. It's what's what's in it this next year. What's going to happen? Um, who's believing for a better 2014 than a 2013? Okay, you know there's a, there's some people. Okay, we we we'll take a better. 2014 then a 2013 what what does that look like you know we could we could begin to map it out and say what that looks like and and how we get to what it looks like is is very important because what is better you know less stress and we could come up with a lot of things that would be better but really what we we want to know is are we standing are we walking in the will of god for our lives in 2014 and sometimes, in order to be in God's will, we have to go through the desert. Sometimes, in order to be in, in God's will, we're going to go through trying times. And God has a, a place and a will for each and every one of us. But I'm pretty convinced that some of us won't find it until God strips the things away and, 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 and we just have to choose the will of God. I think we need to tune up our our listeners a little bit better and and understand his will but god is amazing in that he will move the pieces and as we submit to him he'll put the pieces in place to to put us into his will wanted to use psalm 37 this morning and i'm going to have an abbreviated message because we have a very important thing going on this morning but i was reading in psalm 37 and we're not going to read the whole chapter this morning but i encourage you to read it psalm 37 we're going to read just the the first few verses here i'm reading out of the new king james 
And, and as I read it and reread it and reread it, I thought, boy, this is, this is speaking to us. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. And, and I'm going to start, stop there before we get into the, into the good parts here. I think one of the things that's happened in our country in America here is that we see the plentiful, we see the prosperity, and it's really easy to envy and to look at what people have and believe that that's what we should have also. And then when we don't have it or can't attain it, we get grumbly, we get miserable, our, our uh, happiness index drops down. And, and it's a fight that we have to really stand our ground and fight against. And that's being led along uh, the path of, of the fake prosperity um, that, that we're just supposed to have blessings. Now, I, I believe that God blesses us. I really do. And I think that God has individual plans and that some people, I believe God has blessed some to be millionaires, that they would sow into the kingdom of God and that they would be faithful in that. But I don't believe God calls all people to do that. If he decides to call me to that, I'll accept it. <laughs> but really, what, is, what does he have? And so we look out, which is constantly bombarding us through media, um, through all the forms of media. Now that we carry our media in our pockets via f- cell phones and we get emails and YouTubes and all of everything and get advertising constantly you know do not fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the workers of iniquity they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb now and i don't think that that's what we should be hoping for is that everyone just withers and but but understand that their place those that are piling upon themselves lavishness and things their end is sure and they will they will wither now this body will also wither your body will also wither some bodies are withering quicker than others in this room and, but our spirit is not going to wither. We have a firm foundation in Christ. And we need to take that and live according to our spiritual side, our spirit man in this world here. As we're going into 2014 saying, Lord, what do you have? We need to keep our eyes spiritually and not just in the natural. So then it, it begins to go and, and um, there's a couple of, of points at the beginning of the chapter. And then it talks about what's going to happen. But, but the first thing he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. And then starting in verse 9, it begins to just talk about what happens to the evil, evildoer. Um, and then it goes down and says, but the meek shall inherit the earth. But these are some instructions that we want to see. Are, are we okay going in? God has plans for us. And we want to see, first of all, are we trusting in the Lord? We have to always be looking to him to be our strength and be our provider. So as we go into 2014, are we trusting in the Lord? And we have to trust in him. We can't trust in man, though, though your paycheck comes through man. 
ultimately our trust needs to be in the Lord. It says, trust the Lord and do good. You know, on a daily basis, we, we, we can't, the Bible says, let me make it clear, no one is good. The Bible says that, it's very clear. There is no one good. All of our righteousness is like filthy rags. That doesn't give us license to go out and be bad. You know, when we have a choice as Christians, do we do good or do we do bad? We do good. We, we can't do good all the time, and we can't do good without the strength of the Lord. But, but we can take an inventory and say, you know, how am I doing? Am I trusting the Lord? Am I doing good? There's things possibly in your life that you'd say, you know what? This isn't good, and I keep doing it. So you know what? I'm just going to pray, Lord, help me. Help me. Give me strength. Trust in the Lord. Do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. What a great picture. You know, I see... You know, dwelling in the land and feeding on his, on his faithfulness is just living in the, in the luxuriousness of the Lord. You know, uh, I don't know why I'm seeing a sheep next to a stream with, with great grass. And the sheep is just living there and feeding and, and he's content. We need to find ourselves living in the Lord all the time. Not just on Sundays or Wednesdays or during our, our devotions but that we're really dwelling in his land. We're, we're lining up our thoughts with his. We're in his word. We're feeding on his faithfulness. That means that we're thinking about the things that he's done and who he is, and we're remembering these things. His faithfulness from times past becomes our strength for today and our hope for tomorrow because we know he's faithful. And so we're dwelling in him. We're spending time and we're recounting his faithfulness. And we're pushing down the lies that says that he doesn't love you anymore. That you've walked away from his. We're feeding on his faithfulness, on his goodness. And then it says in verse 4, Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Are we delighting ourselves in the Lord? You know, his life and his his salvation and the life that we have in him should be our greatest joy. We should find delight no matter what's going on. We should have that joy and delight that he is our God, that he's our savior. And, and sometimes it's really hard because the enemy, the things of life just come in um, and bombard us. And we need to the, take the Corinthians says, take every thought captive and make it obedience to Christ, pulling down the strongholds. The mind, there's so much that happens up here in this, in this mind, but we need to delight ourselves in the Lord. Again, that, that comes back to feeding on his faithfulness, being in his word and just saying, you know, Lord, there's a lot of prosperity and a lot of things in the world that I'd like to have, but you are my all in all. And get to the point where we're so content with just him, simply. Verse 5 says, commit your way to the Lord, trust. Here's the word trust again. Trust also in him. Commit your way. When, when we rise and when we have plans, are we committing our way to the Lord or are we going off and making our own decisions for the day, for the week, for the future? Or have we committed our way unto him and saying, Lord, you have a plan for my life. I want to be part of your plan instead of the way we, we always do it. God, I want to do this. Will you bless my thing? But commit your way to him and say, Lord, here's, here's my life. Here's my plans. Here's everything. I commit them to you. I want you to direct me. I want you to be my God. I want you to lead me. As we're going into 2014, these are great places to start. Committing our way. Trusting. Here it is again. Trusting in him. And we're going to have to do that. We have to trust in the Lord. Put all of our confidence in him and say, Lord, your word says that 
the righteous shall not be begging for bread. God, my bank account looks like this and things are rough, but I trust in you. And, and, and whatever your plan is, I'll, I'll, I'll walk with you and I'll receive it. Now, it's possible that some people in this, in this room today will be moving in with loved ones. And we, we might say in this nation, well, that's not the plan of God for us. You know, th- that, that in itself can be such a lie from the enemy because there's a false prosperity. You know, are we willing to downsize what it, what, what it might be? Some of us in this room might be brought into to wealth this year. Well, will that be the plan of the Lord? We want to commit our ways and say, God, whatever you have for me, I'll walk in it. And I'm going to trust in you. You're going to be my guide. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. As you commit your way to him, as you walk in him, your life will begin to shine as a light. Your righteousness, which is his righteousness living out through you, begin to be a beacon to all. And you will become a light to those around you, not because of your wealth or your poverty, but because of him who lives inside of you will live and he will draw all men unto himself through you. I'm tired. You know, I'm, I'm tired. 2013, 2012, it's been a lot. It's been some big years. Lots has changed, transition in this church. Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. I need rest. Do any of you need to rest in him? You know, it's something I'm, I'm reminded of. I'm striving all the time. It's part of my nature and I have to kill that nature. I'm striving. You know, there's so much to be done. I need to rest in Him. You need to rest in Him. Find your, find your place in Him before we run off and kill ourselves being busy again. Rest in the Lord. Spend that time. Wait patiently for Him. You know, patience is going away quick. How many of you, we used to write a letter put a stamp on it and put it in the mailbox and we'd say three, five days, it gets there. They read it, they write a response and they send it back and that might be another three to five days. So you might wait 10 days before you get a response to your inquiry. Today, you text or you send an email, you hit send, you look back in your box in five minutes to see if they've responded. Amen? Who's done it? You know, patience, resting, these things are being stripped away from us, and I don't believe it's what the Lord has for us. Rest, patience, sit in Him. Let let our lives be His light living in and through us. Don't fret. Don't fret of those that prosper in their way. You know, there's a lot of prosperity out there. Don't fret about any of it. Rest in the Lord. Seek Him. Commit your way to the Lord. So the last little part here says, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. We need to be people peace-loving. You know, anger. There, there is a righteous anger. 
don't fool yourself. Most of the time, you don't have it. You know, we there is one, but let's just look at it and say, you know, Lord, help me with this anger. Help me with this anger. Wrath, getting even and paying back. Lord, I want my life to be your life. I want your light to shine through me. As we go into this next year, we want to we want to be in him and not in ourselves. He has an amazing way of opening doors and moving pieces. I always say that moving the pieces. I, 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 I'm, not that, I'm not that much of a chess player, but I just see the chessboard all the time and moving the pieces to get them just right where they're at. And, and he knows how to do that, to open up doors. Sometimes he's, he's got the plan and he's doing it all along and every piece is just part of the plan. Sometimes, as Romans 8.20 says, um, he works all things for the good. So sometimes we might have made mistakes, but if we'll commit our way to him, submit unto him, he will turn it around for the good. And so and, and, and so in 2014, we want to be the, the, the prior. We want to say, Lord, we want you to move our pieces in the right place. We want you to take us where you want us to be. We want you to open doors, the Bible says, that no man can shut. Amen? We want to find ourselves in the will of God for our lives. And, and that's what's been happening here at the end of 2013. The end of 2013 at the church has been some it's been sad and hard and difficult and, and with the finances going low and the church having to make an emergency decision to let Ed and Una to to let Ed off of staff and release them and, and encourage them to to seek what the Lord has for them has opened up you know, a, a crazy time since October for them of, of a lot of sadness and, and excitement and prayer and um, seeking the Lord. And they, they began to put out their resume, you know, throughout North America. I mean, throughout North America. I want to see faces at this point. Um, Colorado, Canada, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, California. Th- there might be some more in there. Indiana, Tennessee, all throughout. And they're saying, Lord, what do you have for us? And, and probably it's very discouraging. You know, the, I remember the first no. The first no. I mean, you, you, you take it very personal. Will you? And, and then, then there was one that he said, that's not for us. He turned, he turned an offer down because it wasn't the right fit. And they were praying and praying and praying. And so last week we saw a quick clip if I would have played a little bit longer, the, the, the music would have gone off and we would have got to lead, have Ed lead us in that song. I didn't know how long it was going to last. There was a technical error on their thing. But we got to see him on, on the platform at the Grace Place in Stewart, Florida. And he led, they, they, they led together three worship services, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and su- two su- Sunday morning. And they spent the, the time getting to know the pastor and the staff. And by Sunday... It was offered. I'm going to let Ed come and share this. They have been offered a position in Stewart, Florida as worship pastor and small groups leader. And they have accepted. So Ed's going to come and share what's going on, all the details of that. Yeah. I'll go sit down. Hey, Zach, are you back there on the board for me? 
Um, well, yeah, a lot has transpired over the last two, two and a half months, I guess it's been. Yeah, lots of, a uh, lot of prayer, a lot of uh, fasting, a lot of wrestling with God and over things. Um, just real quick, I just had a couple pictures that I took well, from our time over there. I didn't get, get a lot of the town of Stewart, but I did take some pictures of the, of the church so you can get kind of get a feel of where we're headed into here. Um, so, Zach, if you want to just play that f- or hit that first one with the sign on it, this is the first thing we saw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, this is where we're at. It's a pretty large place. They they built on this part of the sanctuary about uh, five years ago. I think it's about five years ago or so. Um, this this is the newest part of the building. Or uh, actually, I think this is the second newest. And then there's this spot, spot over here to the right of the building where the offices are, and then there's the connection center, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but we had such an incredible time while we were there. I really felt. Um, as soon as I, a lot of peace, as soon as we stepped up on, these will go automatically, Zach, so you don't have to hit anything else. Um, a lot of peace, as soon as we stepped up on stage to meet the people and, and start practice and um, just so welcoming. And I, you, know, you walk into this place and I'm going, wow, God, you're good. This is amazing. And um, this is the Connection Center, which is uh, pretty new. They, they built this um, just to really kind of open up to the community. Uh, actually, it looks a lot like community church used to. Uh, to look when you go inside they have the big auditorium you don't you can't see it from the outside but they have the big gymnasium inside um, they have nice tile floor got three pool tables a nice playstation uh, area with a bunch of tvs around a pole and a cafe and um, it's really highly underused right now because they're getting this off the ground uh, they just brought on a new youth pastor um, over there which uh, i'm really excited to be working with he asked me if i could you know kind of do some things with him and I'm really excited to pour into him uh, so their youth is getting uh, getting rolling again, and just a lot of transition for them as well. Uh, so it's not just a big bear. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening across the United States. But um, yeah, you, this is their play area, where the kids zones are. They sell the computer station there. That's where they check in their kids. Um, and then this is the foyer. This is just half of the foyer. The other half is behind the picture. You can't see. <laughs> um, they have a bookstore, a green room right before the the stage where. We just, uh, there's the green room. Happens to be green. <laughs> um, that's where we'll pray and, and we get things started. And, and then here's the platform where we got to lead from. Just exciting, exciting stuff. God really moved in the services. And, uh, and we were just, we were blown away at what he did and what he, and what he continues to do with the Grace Place. And we're so excited to come alongside Pastor Rick. You'll see a picture of him here in a second. And his wife, um, Karen who just welcomed, with, welcomed us with open arms, took us into their house. We, we stayed, the, stayed there with them. There's Pastor Rick. Um, and uh, there's his wife in the middle in the blue. That's uh, Karen. These are some friends that just happened to show up. But I didn't, hap- I didn't get any pictures, <laughs> just the two of them. So it's, just, it's okay because this guy's name is Ed as well on the left. And, <laughs> and that's his wife, Joy. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> that's kind of just a, a quick recap of the place. Um, just they welcomed us in. They got they're just so excited for us to come on board with them. We're so excited to come on board with, with them as well. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's an exciting time, uh, and everything just kind of kept falling into place. You know, a lot of the words that God has spoken over our lives over the years, it just feels like there's an answer to that one. There's an answer to that one. An answer to that one. And and you know the crazy part is you, you step back and you're like, this is on the other side of the world <laughs> in a lot of ways. Can you answer? prayers and, and prophecies on the other side of the world? Yes, you can. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we're really excited to step into this new moment. Um, but I, I, 
aside from all this that's going on in our lives, well, let me just back up real quick. We are leaving Wednesday. We have to pack up and get moving pretty quick here. So we've been packing ever since Tuesday when we came back. And um, the, they're, they're helping us get out there. They have a, a, a team on the other side to, to receive us. Uh, there happened to be his brother has happens to have a, a house for sale that uh, has been on the market for a while, and he wants to rent it to us, um, which is just a, another open door. So it's really easy. To, everything just as we fell into place. Since we only had one day to try to find a place to live, if we were coming over there, it's just there's an open door. <laughs> so God took that, and so we're really excited about what's going on over there. Um, but aside from this, I, did, I feel like God's really put something on my heart this morning. I just want to share with you guys before we. Um, conclude if that's okay i hope not to preach too long but um how many of you guys know that it, it's okay to wrestle with god it's really okay to wrestle with god and i think about um jacob you know wrestling with the angel and and he's, he's holding on and he's saying i'm not going to let go until you bless me um and, and i think about the personal uh, torment that people like david must have gone through before he faced the giant or Joseph, when he's get, he's hearing all these prophecies and he's in the pit and he's he's got a he had to have wrestled with God and said, "What about about these prophecies?" Right? Um, I, I believe that the reason Jacob was allowed to continue wrestling with the angel for so long wasn't, and, and God didn't just you know give up and say, "You know what? I've had enough. You're 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 annoying me. <laughs> Let him letting you go." And here's a, <laughs> I'm popping your your hip out just for the fun of it. No, he said, <laughs> I believe that God wanted to see how serious Jacob was. I, I, I feel like I was showing me this morning that um, how, how serious are you to wrestle with the things of God, the things that, that he's placed and has spoken over your hearts and over your lives. And uh, the Bible says in, um, in Proverbs, and Pastor Rob talked about a lot of it this morning, to trust in the Lord with all your heart, to lean not on your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. You know, it's such a common scripture and it can get overused a lot of times it could become a cliche <laughs> in a lot of ways but the word trust says to and when you break it down it means to glean from to to rest in to to learn from and just rely upon god and and follow his directions and when pastor rob was saying in worship i heard it too um to uh, <laughs> that he will give you the desires of your heart and the, the key here, I, I thought, was, you know, that scripture doesn't really apply to the non-Christians. <laughs> it, it applies to those that believe in God, that trust in God. And then you will, you, as you trust in him, as you glean from him, as you pour your life into him and, and learn from him, your desires become his desires. And the things that come out of your life become things that, that are flowing straight from him through you. And, and your desires will come, will come to pass because they're in connection with him and you're in alignment with him. It's exciting, <laughs> you know. And I don't want to say that the things that that God has for us, if you, that that He's spoken over you, and, and you may be in the times where I, I feel I felt that the, this again this morning that sometimes we feel like we we have to strive for those things of God, and we have to strive, and you know, it's a lot of times we try to put this on, out on our own accord. We try to wrestle with these things on our own accord. And really what we're wrestling with, what we need to wrestle with, it's okay to wrestle with, is our own selfish desires, our, our fleshly nature. And it's okay to wrestle like that. Um, but to rest in the things of God and get to the point where, you know what, I'm tired of wrestling with what I think God's will is for my, for my life. I'm going to lean into him and I'm going to trust into him. And we're going to see the, the amazing work of God work through that. You think of how David faced the giant, right? And I was reading 
um, I was instantly reminded when you, you started talking about striving or the, and these fears that can come up under overwhelming circumstances or overwhelming uh, situations. I'm thinking of Gideon. Um, if you know the story of Gideon, um, God told him he was going to go in and take care of the Midianites and wipe them out. And this is a huge army who happened to um, come under an alliance with the Amalekites. And so we got this giant army, and Gideon's got maybe 30,000. It doesn't really say exactly, <laughs> you know. And God says, I'm going to use you to take care of these guys. And and Gideon's starting to freak out, and he lays down the fleece. And and it says, if, if this is dry in the morning and everything else around it is wet, then I know that you're calling me. And so that happened. And then Gideon doubted. He started wrestling with his own thoughts towards God. And he, and he turns it around. And he says, okay, well, if it's wet this time and it's dry around the outside, then I'll know it's you. <laughs> and, uh, and it happens. And um, then, then God says to him, okay, now it's time to get moving. It's time to start going forward. And he says, gather your troop together, and you're going to take on these guys. And he's, he's freaking out. And he says, uh, but you have too many people. <laughs> he says, yeah, <laughs> you have too many people to face these guys. He says, because if you go and you take care of the, the, the Midianites, the Amalekites, and you, take, and it wipes, you wipe them out, then you're going to take all the glory upon yourselves. You're, you're going to find it that you're going to be saying, look what I did to the Amalekites. And so he takes down, and God says, um, he takes him away and says, let's whittle this down a little bit more. He comes down to 10,000, and he says, no, you still have too many. And then he takes, finally, gets down to 300 men to take out, I think it was about, it doesn't say specifically, but you kind of tried to do the numbers, but I think it was about 250,000 men taken on by 300 guys. And God just took, took control and wiped them clean because he, he wrestled with his thoughts with God, and he finally got to a point where he said, yeah, you know what? I'm leaning into this God, and no matter what you say, I'm going to follow after you. And he saw the glory of the Lord come. So anyways, that's, that's, I just felt like I needed to share that with you this morning. I feel like um, don't be afraid to wrestle with those things with God because as you align your heart with God, you're going to see um, the fruit of the Spirit come out in, the, in Big Bear Christian Center. You're going to see amazing things happen as we follow and we wrestle those things out and we, see, and we stand on those promises of God. We're going to see him come, his, his word come true. Amen. So, amen. So.